Well, hey there, beautiful, and welcome back. This is episode 65 of the Ignite Her Soul podcast. And I'm so happy that you're joining me today. And I am so truly, truly grateful for your support of this podcast. And I really, really mean that from the bottom of my heart. So thank you so much for being here. And I want you to hold on to your hat because I have a really, really exciting episode for you guys today. But before I get started, I just wanted to remind you that we are actually in the final stretch for Money Mindset Mastery before I launch my new program that you guys are going to be madly in love with. Money Mindset Mastery is a 90-minute call with 30 days of Voxer attached to it, and my clients are seeing phenomenal results. So if you are looking for a way to transform your life without a long-term commitment to one-on-one coaching, then I really highly suggest that you take a look at Money Mindset Mastery and the info for it will be in the show notes for you to contact me. For the last six months, I was hired to be the mindset expert inside of a business coaching container. And I have also had a couple of other group gigs that have kept me busy. And I have really, really missed having the time to pour into more one-on-one clients because the greatest joy of my life is in seeing the Lord show up and transform my clients' lives in the most amazing ways. And so guys, I am back with a vengeance, like I said, with a new program that's launching soon that's unlike anything that I've seen on the market. So make sure that you stay tuned. And if you'd like a sneak peek into what it is, you can go ahead and email me at ignitehersoul at gmail.com with sneak peek in the subject, or you can always come find me in the DMs on Instagram and I can get you more information. So, as I mentioned, Y'all are in for a real treat today. I did a guest interview with my amazing new friend, Juliana, and we totally hit it off from the moment we connected. And I am so excited to share her with you as we are having a conversation about obeying God's call for your life that you don't want to miss. So grab your Bible, your journal, and your beverage of choice, and let's do this. Hey there, beautiful, and welcome to the Ignite Her Soul podcast. Do you have a big dream, a desire that you're certain God has placed in your heart? Do you see others who are crushing it in their business and their life, yet nothing seems to be working out for you? Do you have a deep desire for God to use your life and your business to impact the kingdom for his glory, yet you can't seem to figure out why you keep doing the things you don't want to do and you don't do the things that you really do want to do? Do you feel like God is nudging you to make a difference with your life, yet you sit and stew in doubt, fear, and unbelief, afraid to take that first step, feeling that if you just take one more course, read one more book, or attend one more seminar, then you'll be ready? If we haven't met yet, I'm Betsy, daughter of the king, wife, mom, BB, serial entrepreneur, and certified neuroscience life coach. And I get where you are because I was totally there for years, actually. The inner conflict tore me apart and totally wrecked my health. I knew I needed help, but I had no idea where to start. Then God showed me the way, and now my mission in life is helping kingdom women uncover the blocks that are keeping them from their calling, create wild success in their business in every area of their life, so they can truly impact the world for God's glory, utilizing a whole lot of tough love, biblical strategies, and brain science to help you master your mindset and heal your soul. So you can totally squash doubt, fear, procrastination, and overwhelm, and rewire your brain to work for you instead of against you. My friend, it's time to ignite, because the world needs you now more than ever to become her, so you can do what God's calling you to do. So let's get started. Oh, and make sure you grab your journal, because you're going to want to take notes. 
Well, hey, hey, you beautiful people. I am so excited. I have been having conversation with my newfound friend, Juliana, and she is, I'm going to tell you what, she is a fireball. She is amazing. We have discovered that we have so much in common that we did not even know. We have become fast friends. And um, I'm just so excited to have her here. So Juliana, if you could let my people know who you are and all about you, because I'm so excited that I've gotten to know you. Well, hello. Thank you so, so much for having me. It's an honor to be here. I'm so glad that we're connected and probably just getting started from what I can tell. Yes. yes <laughs> about yes. what God's going to do here, which is super exciting. I, what's a little bit about me? So I have written a few books. I have five books, which are all spiritually based, anything from Reclaiming Your Spiritual Authority, Co-Laboring with God, Stepping into Royalty, A Faith Walker Manual, a Devotional, all really to help you on this journey that was so confusing for me. And it also sounds like we share that, that journey. I have been coaching, professional life coaching since 2009, which is wild. So this is absolutely what I'm wired to do as well. Juliana Page actually means joyful servant or youthful messenger. So I'm just an encourager by nature. And now I've got a lot of tools. <laughs> that's <laughs> so tools cool. like my connection to God, right? Like that's, that's who you need. I, I really consider God my master coach. And I really understand that way of relating with God. And it's so, so beautiful. So I love that I get to do that. I run a community called Courage Co, which is all around helping people live their most courageous and impactful story. Because my background is actually in journalism and film production. So interesting. <laughs> yes. So all of that about really helping people dissect their, their story and understanding motivation and character development and the arc of their narrative and really seeing God as their director in a lot of ways, right? Like he's already planned this good plan for them. Will they walk in it? Will they see it through with him? Will they partner on that epic journey of their life? And it will be epic. Anything we do with him is epic, right? One of the scriptures that I love is that they who know their God shall be strong and do exploits. I'm like, let's go. Like, <laughs> yes. right? like make me the hero that does these exploits. And I think that that's what God invites us into. So I love hosting different challenges, masterclasses, masterminds. I have a coach certification program that we run. So, wow. so many cool things, but this is going on just really big because there's a lot of people that are called also to coaching. And I have seen how much pain is in that industry too, how much of God is not in there. And that that's really, really sad because this is an assignment. It's a calling. And if you don't get the right training, the support, if you're not operating in excellence, if you don't have a moral compass or something that you're holding yourself to, it can get messy real fast. And so that to me was the heart for having a certification as well, just to equip coaches that are meant to be out there. So there's a lot of internal training and then we help deploy people. <laughs> That's fantastic because I think we both know that um, if you're trying to to coach and transform without the Lord, that that it's just not going to happen. Angle work. <laughs> <laughs> Angle work. It is not going to work. That is for no sure. ifs, ands, or buts about it. Wow, that is fantastic. You are such a bright light, and I am so grateful that God has brought us together. And um, today, I want to talk a little bit about something that is probably not new to my followers, but something that um, yeah. I'm hoping that you will give a little bit of a different perspective on. And that is obeying God's call for your life. And 
Um, like I said, I, I've talked about it before, and I think that for so many people, a lot of times we think we just, oh, we have this little, little cute dream and it's, you know, you know, cutesy little thing that maybe we can do it or maybe we, we can't do it. And, but I'm kind of scared and I don't really know how to do it. And there's just so many things that, you yeah. know, stories that we have going on in our head and, you know, we hold ourselves back because, you know, we've got all these things, well, God really wouldn't want to use me and I can't be called. And why would he want to call me? And, you know, all that kind of stuff. So yeah. For so many people, I think discerning God's call can really be challenging and kind of an uncertain process. What advice would you give to people that are really seeking clarity and understanding that they really are called and in, in, in what that looks like in their life? Yeah. I feel like this is such a good question. I keep hearing too, like the question of whose call are you following? Yes. yes. <laughs> like literally, because I think if I would even look at my life story and it's similar to yours in a lot of ways, it's like, okay, I'm following the call of perfection. I'm following the call of high achievement. I'm following the call of addiction. I'm following the call of performance. I'm following the call of trying to earn my worth or earn approval or earn something. And none of that has to do with God at all. So something that I would say first and foremost is there's no way to discern God's call without a relationship with God. Like you literally have to give your life over to God to be able to start discerning his call. So for me, I think I was driven, very high achieving, very driven, was doing so many things, which were probably blind faith, right? Because when you actually get into faith, faith isn't really blind. God is leading you somewhere. But for me, it was like these big, crazy, scary risks and moving across the country and doing all sorts of crazy stuff. And that was really, really interesting because I kept finding what I didn't want or what wasn't working <laughs> or what was not helpful, right? And so I think for me, I was always running, but I was running really fast in the, in the wrong direction. And we've already seen that movie before, right? Yeah. It's fast and furious. You crash, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't get better. Like you just go full speed in the wrong direction. I think I was tired of doing that because it's exhausting. So for me, what I have found is when I gave my life to the Lord, that's when things started opening up for me. I started writing. And the, the funny thing about that was I never wrote before. Like I hated even the thought of writing. Like it sounded like punishment to me. Wow. I was always thought it was like more athletic or active. People would be like, do you journal? I'm like, no. <laughs> They're like, I want to think about journaling. And I was like, no, not interested. Thanks for the recommend. No. Right. They're like, do you write? And I'm like, no, like again, but it kept, it was like this seed that kept following me. And when I gave my life to God, it's almost like he gave me this prescription to follow. And that's what I want to offer is that when you give God your yes, he will give you the steps. Yes. Right. So it's like, I finally gave him my heart, right? To me, what, what led me there was a relationship. And I happened to be in a relationship with, it's is a common phrase now, somebody that had narcissistic personality disorder. I had never heard of that in my life. I had never encountered that level of darkness before. And it freaked me out. Wow. So what I started doing was praying for discernment, <laughs> right? I was like, help, like, I need to be able to like, that, that thing that I'm reading about testing a spirit to know what it's of before like falling into something that I don't even know that I'm into, right? I wanted discernment more so than anything else. I'm like, however, I got to get this. Like, I do not want to be blindsided or shocked or broken to this point. Like, this is scary. Like, I know that it's spiritual warfare of some kind, and I don't even know what that is. I just know that I'm in a battle I can't win. Yes. And I'm not strong enough for this thing. I don't even know how to fight. 
I didn't know I had armor of God. <laughs> I had no clue. I had no clue how to, how to win this thing. Right. So I was sitting in a church and I heard this message on grace. And that was what I had been running for my whole life was grace. Like I needed God to invade my life with this grace. And I just was not. But for the first time, this is when I actually started crying and could receive God into my heart. And I was just sitting in a church, right? But I kept hearing it and I could hear it for the first time and let him in. And then my life went on fire. Like literally, wow. <laughs> right? everything that was not supposed to be there was just like removed. Things were just being like literally wiped out. He removed this person from my life. Uh, and then he gave me steps. He gave me a, a mission to go serve in a recovery ministry he knew at the time that I would show up for other people still, but maybe not for myself. So he's like, I'm going to hook you into this recovery ministry that takes a year at a time to go through. <laughs> so I'm going to make you a really vulnerable, humble leader while you're helping people on this journey to heal as well. So that was super powerful. He like dropped me right in leadership and knew I would show up. So that was wild. Um, so I started training other leaders in this as well. Then he had me following a no sugar diet because I didn't know that I was going to be on this like crazy emotional journey and like hormonally and all sorts of that stuff needed to be in check. So he had me on that. He had me following a new workout regimen and I was like, oh, this is crazy. And then he had me writing and I'm like, wow. this is like the weirdest thing. And there was no, it was like just a season kind of of saying no to all the things really like anything that I would have ever entertained or even said, yes, like I should, like it was a hard no to all those things and only a hard yes to what God said. So it was like a, an entire season of that. And through that season, that's when he started birthing. So I talk about God's vibes. That's when he started birthing that. And that, that was really my, my coaching practice in the beginning had been called vibes matter because how you think affects, oh, cool. how you feel, affects how you show up in the world. You better start working on that. <laughs> Otherwise you're in big trouble. Right. But he sat me down and in an encounter with him, he said, you know, vibes do matter, but not all of them do. Mine certainly do though. And I was like, uh, what does that mean? And I sat there and I was thinking, well, shoot, I don't know real love. Cause I, never met the author. I don't know how God thinks. I don't know his character. I don't know his heart. I don't know his will. I don't know his ways. I don't know any of this stuff. And it was like, welcome to your initiation, right? Like, <laughs> so now I'm like, I always talk about this. God's vibes matter. It's like, how do you actually know you're truly aligning and tracking with him? So I teach a lot in the prophetic ministry, which is all about how we all can hear God's voice, right? My yep. sheep know my voice and other voices they will not follow. And there's so many other voices that are competing with us every single day. So he really started after the recovery part, growing me up in prophetic ministry so much so that I started, I went to a supernatural ministry school and started training in that. And it was just absolutely amazing. But all of that was still a step and a process and a fulfillment of that process. And then a release into the next step that you're ready for and a yes. step and a process and the testing and the challenges that come with that process as well. And it's all around God's heart. And what does God care about? He cares about his people. And if your heart isn't right, you're going to hurt people. So it's all about like making sure that you're getting the tools, the training, the healing, the growth, the development that you need to be mature in character, spiritually mature, right? Growing up in God and mastering in love. Yes. How I look at this, like our love ministry is super broken and very weak, 
right? And so it's like, how do you start growing up in God and start really being a minister or a conduit of his love? Because anything else you're doing, what are you doing? Yeah, because I always say that that God will never take you where your character can't keep you because he loves you and he loves people so much. And he doesn't want to spew contaminated nuclear waste out into the world, which is what's coming out of you if you're not healed. And I, and I think it's so interesting you say how he led you to um, that ministry in the beginning, because that's exactly what he did for me when I was in like, like a broken place, not Come trusting on. him or anything. He had me go, I get goosebumps just talking about it again. Uh, my second goosebumps for today. But he had me go. Um, we have a, a ministry here that um, serves the homeless and they have a, a big tent at Christmas that, you know, they do collections and stuff like that. And, and so I went over there and I started working in the drive section where they, they would do the corporate drives and stuff like that. And, and they just like accelerated me up the, the ladder because I was so gung ho for, I just wanted more, I wanted more, I wanted more. And so that was kind of like my, my leadership training there, just kind of like what you said. It, we always think that, you know, God's going to do this like humongous thing in our life and give us 14 things to do at one time. And we're not listening to that, that, that small little whisper that's saying, go here, do this, do this one thing. Now I know I want this, I want this. And why isn't this happening? And why isn't this growing for us? Yeah. Right. And, and because we're not doing, doing the, 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 this thing. Yeah. over here because we think our calling is like okay i'm supposed to be you know this xyz and what does this have to do yeah with my xyz it has everything well i think the basic call is to represent him well yep and everything that we do right and then exactly. however however else he wants to change those assignments and he will right and he'll keep building on them and they'll always be bigger like so that's the thing that i noticed too like he will use your natural giftings and the things that you're great at the things that you've you've practiced like he'll redeem those like those are still he gave you those things like he gave you those talents he gave you those abilities like he did put his dna in you and like wired you a certain way right but he just wants to make sure that you're under his influence not other influences exactly he wants to make sure you look like him not the enemy (laughs) right exactly truly so it's like okay like same gift now let's actually put it to my use. Right. Exactly. So then your whole dream changes, right? So everything I'm doing now is what I dreamed up with God. It's not what I dreamed for my life. It's like what I dreamed up with him. And now we're walking it out together because unless you build it, it won't stand. Right. We know that. And it's, if you build it, it's all up to you. So to me, I'm like, nah, like if God's not going, <laughs> if God ain't in this, like, I don't want it like hot potato, like get it away from me. Like, I don't want to catch this thing because to me, I've seen that so many times where I've run out and done all these things and been successful at them, but felt really unfulfilled and really wiped out. And then you just keep starting over. So I felt like this journey with God is an invitation to start again, but this time with me. Right. Right. Now, what would you say to somebody that's, that's struggling to hear that, to, to, yeah. To, you know, because we do have voices, different voices that are coming at us. And yeah. I think so many people just sit and, and ruminate for months and years even on, well, that can't be God or is this God or is this me or is this, you know, whatever. What would you say to somebody that's kind of in that place going, oh, uh, this, I, I don't know, this can't be God or is this God or whatever. Yeah. That person, I would say, know what you know. 
or another way that I say it is own what you know. A lot of times we know what to do. We know what's true. We never say it out loud. So say it out loud and own what you know, right? Instead of being in denial, instead of running from something, get to the root of what that thing is that you're running from, right? It's like, oh, maybe it's even, I'm not worthy of a relationship with God. Yep. Right. If God saw me, he wouldn't want me. That was true. Right. Maybe that was a narrative that you had running or it's, you know, I'm afraid of what I have to give up. I'm afraid of starting over because like I've lived my whole life this way. You know what I mean? How, how am I ever going to see transformation or like how long is this going to take Lord? You know what I mean? Like, you're kind of like, there's these thoughts that come up. And I know for me, it was like, man, I've spent a lot of time running in the wrong direction how am I ever going to fix that? Right. Which is kind of like the first thought, but like God gave me the two scriptures that I still stand on today. Like he will redeem the time. Right. And he'll restore the years. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I'll take the steps while you're redeeming the time and restoring the years. But what I started to learn was he does it through you. Yes. <laughs> We're like waiting on him to like do it somehow outside of us, but he actually starts doing it through you. So as you partner with him, he's restoring your youthfulness. He's restoring your joy. He's restoring your vision. He's restoring your, your peace. He's restoring your creativity. Sometimes he's just unleashing it for the first time, but he's giving you more life in your days than you ever lived before him. So I think it's for the first time in your life, just be honest, tell yourself the truth. Yeah. Cause I think so many people are, are afraid in the beginning. You know, I, I, I feel like obedience to God's call is it, it it's, it's costing us, obviously it's costing us yeah. the, the, the getting out of our comfort zones Yeah, because we are questioning so many things and, and, and it's, it's causing us to take risks. And if we haven't been risk takers in the past, you know, it, it's something that we can struggle with. So how, how, do you handle fear or doubt when you're faced with this calling that just seems daunting, you know, something that's just out there? I think, I mean, to me, you don't get here in the beginning for the record. Right. But it's like being willing to partner with love. So I have a strict, no fear policy now. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. Cause, cause fear is not of God. Right. And if I want to be walking with God, I have to literally like repel anything that's not of him. So it's like, the gospel would say, love what God loves, hate what God hates. Right. And there's certain things that he hates. And sometimes we just love God, but we don't hate what he hates. And then we give it access to us and it starts manipulating us or we start getting bullied by the enemy. Right. And I know when I fear who I'm partnering with, I'm partnering with the enemy and giving him access to things. I think he's already done enough damage. So <laughs> I look at it now, like, Lord, make me so powerful that he's afraid that I woke up today. Like, let's go on that mission. Right. So I think it's just being willing to say, like, for me in the beginning, it started as I'm tired of being a powerless, victimized, weak person. Right. And I could either be pitiful and like tell my story every day, but I'm kind of tired of my story, but I can do this every day or I can learn to become powerful. And which one is really worth it? Like I've already seen what pitiful gets me. Yeah. I already see that I'm living in it. Right. So like there really could only be up from here. Like, and if I have to get rid of anything, is it really blessing me or serving me in any kind of way? Like, I'm just crazy enough to believe that God wants my highest good even more than I do. Right. Right. And if he created me, he knows exactly what my heart needs and exactly how to heal every broken piece inside of me. And that's beyond me. And I'm okay that some of that's going to be on me. And he's going to just give me what I need to know and what I can apply. He's going to meet me where I am. 
and help me start walking this thing out. So it's really, I'm just tired of being less than who I'm on this planet to be. And I think we all know that we know when we're our own worst enemy, we know when we're the one holding ourselves back, we know the impact that we're having on people around us. Like we're saying things to them that we shouldn't be saying. We're like showing up in ways that are like not loving, present, engaged, intentional in any sort of way. We're just hiding things and hurting people and, and not creating any of what we want. So it's to me deciding that like enough is enough with showing up as that, that weak version of me. That's never who I was called to be, but that's who I was trained to be. So now I'm willing to try this with God and see what happens. That's and that's awesome. just how it starts. And then you start taking the steps that he starts giving you and he gives you what you can handle as you start walking it out with him. Right. Yeah, exactly. So <clears throat> I think that a lot of people struggle with, with God's calling, mm -hmm. wondering, you know, is this really God calling me or is this, this desire you know, that I'm projecting out and saying that yeah. it's God. And, and it says in Psalm 37, four, that if we delight ourselves in the Lord, that he'll give us the desires of our heart. So yeah. my take on that is, you know, I'm not going to just, you know, hang out with God. He's going to give me everything that I want. It's if I spend time in fellowship and prayer with the Lord, that he's going to put desires in my heart, that he's eventually going to be the one that's going to be responsible for, you know, taking the lead and doing what it is, but how can we differentiate? Like when, when we do feel like maybe this is something that it's me and maybe it's not God. Love, love. Well, I think to me, somebody that was very driven by dreams, desires, ideas, things that I would have, I gave those to God because I knew that I could turn those into idols or that those could be used to manipulate me, right? Like I didn't want to be an opportunist or I didn't want to just go to God to get something. Like I really needed to be totally changed from the inside out, right? <laughs> Otherwise I knew I would run myself straight into things that aren't for me, not intentionally. Yeah. And, and they always look good on the outside. You know, the enemy will make sure of that. Like counterfeit looks like the real thing sometimes, right? But I don't want to waste my life or waste years of my life. So I think for me, when I think about purpose, for example, this used to torment me, right? It's like, who am I? Why am I here? How can I make a difference? Like those questions were like tormenting to some degree. And then I got a download one day and it was like, you're alive. Therefore you're already on purpose and your purpose is to live like it. And I'm like, well, shoot, like, am I now? Not really. Like I'm acting like a crazy, like I'm not purposeful or intentional about anything I'm doing. So I think that that's like a great first step. Like, what are you actually purposeful and intentional about pursuing? And then I think it starts to, to become something where you can start asking, okay, like, is this my thought? Like what's driving me is how I look at it. What am I full of and what's driving me? So what are the thoughts that I've been having? It's almost like to me, like a soul detox or a soul scan. I'm doing this all the time. So, and I'm doing it with God though. <laughs> That's yeah. different. Like, Lord, help me look at my insides right now. Like kind of like you go to the doctor and you get x-rays. I'm like, Lord, like give me an x-ray of my soul. Like help me see what's up. Here's the thoughts that I've been thinking. Here's the feelings that I've been living in. Like this has been my emotional home for the past week or two. Right. Or like, here's things that are going on in my heart. Like I have a heaviness here. I have, um, something that's just weighing on my heart. That's not 
this lightness of being that I'm designed to live from. Right. So I could start looking at all that stuff and being like, Ooh, like that thought, did God give me that thought? Where did that come from? Does that actually like make sense to according to his word? Is that what he says about me? Where did that come from? Are these emotions? Like clearly I'm living in this emotional place. That's not healthy for me. Like, is there a gift in this emotion? Is there something that I need to look at? Is there something unhealed in me? Or is there this resentment or unforgiveness in my heart about something? Like it's, as we read the word, the word reads us, right? It's yes. like a mirror. So we start seeing like what's going on in here. So it's a practice. Like that discernment is something that God will give you. He will give you wisdom and discernment that you don't have, but it happens as you're studying the word and you're allowing it to get into your heart so that you can actually let it sort of dissolve anything that's not of God. Right. So you're going to start to see that you're going to start to see like, Oh, like this, you know, I'm trying to think of a really good example. So something that I stood on, I'm like, okay, in Ezekiel, it talks about God puts a new heart in you when you're born again. And I'm like, yes, because that old yes. one was broken, right? So I'm like, <laughs> yes. So it's like, he will put a new heart in you. But the piece that I took away is this heart is God-driven, not self-driven. Oh, right. So I'm like, that part, that's, that's a huge way that I discern. Like, am I running in self? which to me was like a big deal. Cause especially in the personal development space, it's all focused on self. Right. There ain't no ounce of God up in there. It's just like more addictions basically. So I had a lot of self-directed stuff. So I already knew that that was my weak point. Like I'm self-directed in my thoughts. I'm not really feeling and processing my emotion. I've got all sorts of weird stuff stored up in my heart. All these lies, it's all full of self. I'm full of self. So why am I going to think that I'm going to create anything with God? I'm right. not. <laughs> right. Until God gets more in me, then will I be partnered with him? Right. right? So I've got to start doing these things that get more of God in me. What are those? Make them practical. Okay. I got to get God's word in my head because faith comes by hearing, but hearing specifically the word of God, not necessarily a podcast episode, not necessarily a TV show or a word from a friend. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. So am I creating space to even hear what God says? Mm, okay. Right. And when I hear God's word, what starts happening to me emotionally? Well, my peace comes back. Yep. <laughs> I start living present in the moment. I start being really intentional. I got some focus and some clarity. Right. Maybe I've got repentance going on. He starts exposing like what's been blocking me. And I repent for that. And I get emotional about it. And I turn from that thing. Or he starts exposing like, hey, you've got some unforgiveness in here. You've got some resentment in here. You want to want to let me have that? Right. And then the cool thing when you spend time with God is there's always this divine exchange. Like you give him what you are and he gives you everything he is. And I'm like, yes, more please. Like you're, you're way stronger. <laughs> you're way more merciful. You're way more kind than I ever could be. I'm going to give you all this stuff that I've got. You give me what you are. And now I'm going to walk with you in that. Right? Talk about that a little more because I had somebody, yeah. I had somebody, um, I don't know, a couple years ago that, that yeah. said that to me, just, just take your, take your stuff to the yeah. altar, put it down and, and ask Jesus, like, yeah. what, what will he give you in exchange for what you're giving him? Like, I'm going to give you my guilt and my shame and all of this stuff. Yeah. What do you, what do you have for me? Talk a little bit more about that because I think, I think a lot of people are so steeped and caught up at least I, I know a lot of my listeners they're, they're caught up in their worth they're caught up in their value they're caught up in yep. in all the things that they're not yep. and they're they're almost like 
afraid, I think, to take a lot of things to the Lord because they're not really sure what, what they're going to get from that. Yeah. I think for, for me, right. Like I'm somebody who's gone to a lot of therapy. I'm somebody that's worked with a coach since like 2008, right? Like I really take that God is a wonderful counselor, literally. Right. So it's like, I will sit in God's presence, right? A lot of times that looks like me having a notebook on my lap with a Bible, right? Um, just chilling in a, in a couch or a comfy chair or something, just chilling, like alone, there's quiet everywhere else. And I was talk to God, literally, like out loud. And I know that's weird in the beginning because even when I was learning how to pray, I'm like, how do we do this thing? Do we like write out prayers? Do we say it out loud? Do we say it in our head? Like, what do we do? Like, how does this thing work, right? And that's okay. Like being willing to be a baby believer, right? Being willing to just work on milk for a while before you move to like meat and solid food, right? Like just being willing to be like a child. He says, unless you become like a child, you can't enter the kingdom, right? right. So to me, I'm like, oh, I'm good because I'm definitely in like diapers right now. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So to me, I think- Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> right? To me, it's like, okay, like, but God doesn't care. Like that actually like allows you to access him really easily when you can just be that open. So I think to me, I'm just willing to be honest, right? It's like when you're already down to nothing, what do do you have to lose? Just tell it it straight, tell it straight. So to me, I was like, okay, it'll even be to the point, like God, I'm mad at you. Like I'm legit angry at you. Like, I don't know why you would have allowed that to happen. And it's really creating this disconnect in my heart. It's preventing me from connecting with you, right? And then watch what he does. Like, he'll start like, be like, tell me more. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> let's unpack this together. Do you know what I mean? I and, did like, that. <laughs> he'll guide you to like a word. He will guide you to something to study. He will like show you something. A lot of times I'll just start journaling with him. Like, Holy Spirit, give me the words. Tell me what God thinks about this. And I'll just start writing it. And it'll be like a download from God. So it, it's, he meets you in those moments. That's what you'll find. And he always leaves you better than he found you, right? Yes. And that's what I love. It's like he will uh, bring peace to that anxiety. He will flood you with his love, right? And that, that's some of the stuff that I would ask. I think I would just get honest, like, God, like, I want to love you, but I don't even know you. And I don't even know how to love you. Like, give me a revelation of how, how like, you see me, how you love me, how I can partner with you. And receiving more from you, like help me do that. Like I don't know how, but I desire to help me. Yeah. And then you don't have to know how he does it. So I think that's probably the biggest part, especially for high achieving control, you know, driven people. It's just like, okay, God, I give you this need for me to control things. And I turn that over to you. So something that I would start doing, like in a journal, like I write down whose business is what? This is one of my favorite things to do. So I'll have like, there's me, (laughs) other people, and then there's God. Okay. So like with me, it's what I'm thinking. It's what I'm feeling. It's the action I'm taking or not taking. It's what's going on in my insides, my business. Okay. Other people, that's their business, what they're thinking, what they're saying, what they're not saying. Their behavior has nothing to do with me. They get their own lane to work on their own business and I can help them do that. That's your business, not my business, right? Then there's God's business, which is usually things that are beyond us, like the how primarily, and usually the timeline. So I'll just have this thing in front of me and I'm like, whoop, I'm getting in God's business. My bad. And I'll like, just delegate that back to him, right? Or I'll see myself start trying to like itch into somebody else's business and like, whoop, don't need to focus there. I need to focus on me. Right. Because we like to escape our reality by working on other people. Right. And I, and I, 
I see this so much because I work with network marketers and coaches mostly um, okay. that that need to just heal their heart, restore this, like the, like the whole, you know, mindset, heart, so all, all the things. Yeah. And I see so much discouragement in people because it's not happening fast enough. And this isn't, you know, this or whatever. And, you know, they're, they're blaming God or they think God doesn't love them, or they think that he doesn't want to work with them, or they think that, you know, whatever. And it's like, well, do you understand that it is a co-creation? Do you understand your part, God's part? You know, because I think sometimes, you know, I know for me, for the longest time as an entrepreneur, it was like, God, why aren't you doing this? And he's like, well, why aren't you doing that? You know, it was like, I wasn't doing my part. So he wasn't doing his part. So it's like, we either think we're supposed to do everything because I did a lot of that too. You know, oh my gosh, I gotta do this. And I gotta do that. And God's up there going, hello, I'm I would like to take that for you. And then it was like, okay, God, then you just have everything. So I think there's like this, this fine line where you're talking about that. What's God's business and what's my business? Because I feel like right now, so many people are caught up in the, where is God? You know, where's, where's God in my business? Why isn't it happening? What is going on? Why am I struggling so much? You know, um, it, it's just like a, a, that's a conversation that I'm having every day. Yeah. And I think it's whatever I'm building in fear, I'm not building with God. Right. Yeah. Cause it's impossible to please him if you don't have faith. Right. So it's like, okay, I get that. But what does faith look like? It's like, it looks like, okay, what did God reveal to you? Usually he will give us a dream, an idea, a desire, a vision. And instead of poking at it and instead of questioning it, it's like, okay awesome. And then I'll usually give you a step to take. And then that's when we're like, did I hear God? Am I sure (laughs) when he said, go take the step, like be bold and courageous and go make that step happen by the power of my spirit. You see what I'm saying? Like, let's go like game on, let's go, but we'll chill and we'll sit on it and be like, I don't know. And so then we invite mixture. Okay. And then this is the double-mindedness and a double-minded person is unstable in all the ways, not just like one, like all of them. Right. And that just like literally permeates your entire life. Okay. And then we start doing so many things out of fear and desperation. So when you think about what you're building, if you're building it in fear, that thing's going to crumble. It's not going to work. It can't. Right. You might even get traction for a minute. You might even build some momentum, but that doesn't mean you're being successful. Right. Right. So when you look at it, it's like, okay, what have I been thinking? Have I taken any action in faith this week? Right? Where have I been living emotionally? Have I been murmuring and complaining this whole time? Because if I have, I've been can- canceling my faith. Right? What have I been speaking? Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. So you'll see very clearly what's stored up inside of you. What have you been talking about? You got to be careful with that because when you're talking, that's literally either releasing blessing, or you're speaking cursing over your business and over your life. So it's, starting to become your favorite word aware like aware like hyper aware of when you are tracking with god and aligned and what that looks like and what that feels like so for example i started becoming through spending time with god what i started to notice about myself was he started making me a safe place to be i could be still i could experience what true and lasting peace is this supernatural peace that surpasses all understanding which is silly because i did a yoga teacher training like right before 
coming into my relationship with God because I thought that's how you get peace, right? Um, <laughs> so I'm out here for like two and a half years trying to like manifest peace, right? And all of a sudden I'm like, wow, like this was a setup because now I have all this time to sit on my butt and like actually read your word. I see what you did there. Nice skills. Right? <laughs> and he's like, and this is how peace comes. And you're like, awesome. So point being, when I started to learn how to have peace, I could be in situations that weren't peaceful and be like, oh, I know how to show up in these situations now. Because I have peace. And if I have peace and I can experience peace, I can have peace with me everywhere I go. And then I can start to see how I move when I'm with God and how I move when I'm out of step with him. Right? right? Usually when we have peace, we're in step. Now, that's not to say that you're not going to have like, come up and like these fears come up, but it's like, what do I do with that? And I usually start asking God, help me convert this into energy you can use. Oh, I love that. Right? I'm like, I know this is not your spirit flowing in me right now. And I know that like in my human self, I'm freaking out, man. Like I'm freaking out, right? Literally. Right. So I'm like, instead of me choosing to freak out, like I'm going to actually step out with you. Like I'm going to use this energy for something productive that you want to do with me. And that's me moving in faith. Like, I don't know how it's going to work, but I know you're going to show up when I step out. Let's go. I love that so much. Y'all write that down. Help me convert this into energy I can use. Y'all need to write that down now and use it. Yes. I know I get that fight or flight a lot. I mean, it's like, whoa, Jack, because I've had Hashimoto's and things that, you know, where anxiety is kind of present anyway. And so it's like, and, but the problem is, is when that comes in, your brain just goes and it just totally shuts down. And so then it's like, okay, now what do I do? Well, do nothing productive, nothing whatsoever. This is weird. So if you're practicing being in God's presence as a daily practice and a commitment, you are cultivating that inside yourself, right? You've got that to access. You've been building that capacity in you. So you've got it. So what that helps you do is be more aware and present in every moment of your life. Yes. Right? So when you do notice that things start to come, you're like, whoop, like, that's not what I feel like when I'm with God. So like, Lord, you know what I mean? And address it immediately. Yep. Don't let that take over because it will, it absolutely will take over. So it's okay. I'm going to address it immediately. So it doesn't dominate me. Yeah. Like I'm getting the point now, like I've coached people on this, right? Like when you, the enemy comes in like a flood, we're supposed to raise up that standard. Right. So I know when he comes early, <laughs> I'm going hard after everything that's on my schedule that day. Oh yeah. Right. Like if he's coming at me early, he wants to defeat me. He wants me to warn, be worn out. He wants me to get back in bed. He wants me to like, whatever. Right. He does not want me hitting up what's on my schedule that day. And I'm like, game on, bro. Watch me work. (laughs) Right. Like you come at me this way. I'm going to make it limp back. Like watch out. Like literally, like that's what I start to think now. Whereas before I'm like, oh my God, you know what I mean? It's like, no, like the more that I'm starting to encounter God, the more he's showing what the authority he's given me is and help me operate in that, helping me own that in different situations. And a lot of times that looks like meekness, right? That looks like being calm, cool, collected in chaos, but super wise. Yes. Right. And the person with the most peace is always the most powerful, right? So it's like he's giving me strategies all the time when I'm at peace. I can't receive from God if I'm not at peace. Right. No, because you can't be still uh, to no. be able to hear from him. So being still, that's something that he, again, like I had to go through even like a teacher training for like two and a half years to start slowing down and sitting on my butt for the entire weekend, having nowhere else to be. 
right? So he was cultivating like a whole new rhythm inside of me to be like, slow down, you're moving too fast, like chill, like just practice the stillness. And it's like, how many times are you sitting there? Like when you're sitting in a yoga room, like you're seeing how many thoughts you're thinking all the time, you got all sorts of thoughts, right? You're feeling what like your belly's doing. Usually you're not eating anything. So you're super hungry. <laughs> your emotions are everywhere. You start seeing what's going on inside of you. So I really practice awareness there, strangely enough. And then all of that slowed me down enough that I have no excuses when I ran into him. He's like, well, you practice sitting on your tush for a minute. So now you can sit for hours reading my word, which will actually equip you. Because I don't need you to meditate. I need you to break down my word and make sure it's getting stored up in your heart so you can use it. And see, I think that's the problem is, is so many entrepreneurial women think that they need to do more, do no. more, do no. more. And Holy Spirit, I, whenever I get in that, you know, where I feel like I'm in a pushing kind of energy, yep. it's like immediately I go back to what he, what he always tells me, you don't need to do more, you need to believe more. Okay. Yep. There's something that you're, that you're missing. There's something that you're not seeing and it's getting quiet because I think, I think as entrepreneurs, it's like, you know, we feel like, oh, we just got to do this, do this, do this, get it all done, 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 done. So that way, you know, our business will be a success. And I, and I think that we miss such an opportunity because we have to become who God has created us to be before we're ever going to do what he's called us to do, but we get so caught up in yep. the do, 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 do that we miss the B, 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 B. And yep. then we, then the do never works. And, and then we're all mad and offended at God because nothing's working. And we're, we're, you know, we're not making any money and our business is in the tanks and nothing's going on when God's up there going, Hey, I'm yeah. here. Yeah. Come be with me and forget all that do stuff. Yeah. I think it's, I mean, it's similar to, they would say with exercise, right? Like all the exercise in the world won't fix a bad diet. The same that's true here. All of the doing in the world won't fix messy being. Yep. Right. I and with that. God, it's almost like we don't have to even become somebody. Sometimes like the world will tell us that we have to become somebody. We just have to be more of who we are. He designed us to be. Yeah. Be more like him. Right. We just have yeah. to be more of that every day. So like, that's really the call every day to answer that calling question again. Like, are you being who God called you to be today? Like, are you being his qualities? Like, are you a very practical way is, are you producing the fruit of the spirit in your life? Do a whole study on the fruit of the spirit, right? Cause you can't produce any of that fruit without the spirit of God. Right. Right. So if you're practicing patience, right? God might want to really be developing that patience fruit in your life. So that's why you have all these opportunities to be patient and to really learn how to cultivate that, right? Or he really might want to help you with long suffering and learn how to suffer well. That's one that we hate, right? But you can actually suffer well, right? And when you come out of that, he will give you double for your trouble, right? There's a reward if you suffer well, strangely enough, right? Ask Job. Yep, exactly. <laughs> right? Ask Job about that one. But I think to me, what's really, really helpful is I was somebody that learned how to doubt what I would have called intuition, but it's Holy Spirit guidance, right? That's always been very loud and strong for me, but I always questioned it or doubt it or ignored it for the responsible things or the things I was supposed to do, right? So what I started really seeing when I was relating with God, Holy Spirit inspires us, okay? Inspiration literally means in spirit which I love. So I'm like inspiration for your network marketing people, 
inspiration trumps massive action every time. If you will just move on the inspiration that you get immediately, like with instant obedience, no wavering. If you'll just move on any inspiration that you get with this instant obedience, it delivers every time, every time. Yeah. And I think that's the problem is the fear. We doubt it. We ignore it. And then we try to do all these other things. And then we're like, how did I get here? You ignored your guidance. Like stop ignoring your guidance and start listening to it and watch how things start shifting. And it's a way of ease. What I love, it talks about this in Proverbs that wisdom specifically leads us in ways of pleasantness and peace. Yep. So that's usually my indicator. I know whenever I'm moving by pressure or force or hustle, it ain't God. Yep. And that, and that's what is so, when people talk about hustle and hustle and and hustle culture and all that stuff, it just, it makes me like nauseous because it's like, yes, we, we need to work. You know, I mean, God says, put your hand to the plow. He said, I'll bless all the work of your hand work. You know, yes, we do have to do something, but it's, it's doing it from that place of, of in him. And, And when he tells us, you know, when he gives us that direction and we sit here and we doubt, you know, and it says in Hebrews, um, when it, where it talks about the sin that so easily besets us, yep. that's doubt. Yep. That's, that's, that's like, that's the thing that's, that's knocking us out all the time. And then, yeah. and then again, we're back to being all mad at him because nothing's yep. working. Well, it's like, I told you what to do. Yep. And three weeks later, you're still sitting here going, God, what's my next step? What's my next step? Well, I told you three weeks ago, but you thought that was not me, that that was you. And there can't be any way that that was God. And, you know, yeah, we, we do all that. And then again, we're discouraged. We're mad. Nothing's working. But well, I like to think going. about this too, because I'm a question master, right? Which God never tires of our questions. So there's no, you know, a teacher would say there's no stupid question. God never tires of them and he will unpack all of them with you. But there comes a point too, where it's God doesn't need your questions. He needs your obedience. Yes. Right. So I think when I'm thinking about different things that I am stepping out in him with, like, that's the main thing that I'm looking at. Like, am I moving with you? Cause it says, I'm going to take him literally. I'm not going to make this complicated. I'm going to literally take him at his word. I'm going to make that truth in my life. Like this is going to now be the truth that I stand on. Like the Bible is full of strategy for me to prosper. And I'm going to implement this strategy in my life. Like I already have the book of success and I'm going to apply it. So he says, commit your plans to me and I will establish your steps. So I'm like, okay, Lord, I commit this podcast episode to you, establish my steps. I commit this call to you, guide me in this interaction. Let your Holy Spirit give me the words to say, right? God, I literally cast off this anxiety in Jesus name. And I thank you that you fill me with your peace, your wisdom, your discernment, and you help me to show up in this meeting. Like I'm doing this all the time. Like I am in a constant conversation with God. Like I'm not sitting in a chair having like three hour worship sessions. Sometimes, you know, that could happen, but I'm like, that is a daily commitment is not what my life looks like. Like my life looks like I'm rolling with God and all I think say and do. And when I notice that I'm not, I'm like, Hey Lord, (laughs) I'm in a compute, a commute. I turn off the radio and I just start talking to God. Hey God, (laughs) what's good. Right. I noticed I didn't talk to you. I'll start worshiping him. I'll start praising him. I'll start thanking him for things in my life. Like I have a whole pray template because I didn't even know how to pray. Right. So I didn't even know like what this enter into his presence with the praise and Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. thing was. Right. But I'm like, oh, like 
I don't know about you, but have you ever been in a relationship where somebody just calls you and they start just like venting out all of their angst and their problems? I'm like, that's what it looks like with me and God. Like, I think I need to course correct. Right. Like no wonder I'm not getting anywhere. I'm just venting about things. And then I'm not even like looking in his word for a solution. Like, hello. Right. So I'm like, maybe I should praise him for some of the things that he actually is doing. Right. Or repent for some of the ways that I've created some distance and division here. Right. And like, start asking him to, to show up for me in these ways and then expecting him to and walking like it. And I don't have to know how, but like, that's like, literally I just walked you through a pray template. I'm going to praise him. I'm going to repent. I'm going to ask him in faith, believing that he's going to do it. And I'm going to act like he gave me a yes. I'm going to let him do the heavy lifting for me. And I'm just going to show up and represent him. Well, that's awesome. Literally. And then I keep it like super simple like that. Cause again, I'm very, I love the idea because I had to grow up really fast. (laughs) So I love the idea of being childlike. I'm like, oh, that's part of how he redeems the time. He's making life less adult-like. You know, like one of the things that I talk about, I say that I partner with Jehovah Sneaky to like bamboo (laughs) people. Like it's my favorite thing ever. So like, I'm like, God, who are we going to like bless today? So he sent me to networking events to minister to people. And it's like amazing. So just highlight somebody to me to go strike a conversation with and inevitably it'll involve him somehow. I mean, there's just the craziest things that he'll do. He'll, um, we had a whole mission in our mastermind where one lady wanted to send a piece of artwork that she made to another lady. And she's like, will you help me? And I'm like, yes, we're going to like Jehovah sneaky together. (laughs) (laughs) So just finding like fun ways to release God encounters to people. Yeah. Right. Like every day can be an exciting treasure hunt and something that you're partnering with God to do. And I look at it that way. Like, this is a gift that I'm here walking the earth today. What do you want to do? Like, what can right. we partner and do? Cause I can do far more with you than I ever could by myself. Yeah. And I think, I think that, that so many of us get stuck on the one thing, you know, I yeah. can only have one thing. I can only, I can only do this. It's, it's my business. It's my, this, it's my dad. It's my, well, you know, maybe he doesn't want to work your business today. Maybe he wants you to go out and network and do something else today. Maybe, maybe he has something else, but we get, we get so focused on that thing and that thing that's not working and, you know, show me how to fix this, how to do this, how to do that. And God's saying, you know, go over here and do something, but no, God, I'm, I'm, I I needed to understand this. And and he's like, when you get over here and you get into the space and you do this, then you're going to see something over here that's going to help you with this thing over here that you're stressing out over but we don't give god the chance to be god because we're so focused on controlling everything that's that takes time i think sometimes you do have to have like a funeral or a death or a literal surrender of things like so for me i actually had to get my coaching business in the beginning and that was like shattering for me because I'm like okay it took me like all these years of my life to find this thing that I'm wildly obsessed with and gifted in clearly because I've never felt like this in any other thing I've always had to try so hard for things and this just flows so like what's that about and now you want me to kill it like sort of like the Abraham Isaac moment I'm like that don't make sense but I already know what happens if I don't listen so I'm gonna listen because this is gonna like burn into flames if I don't And what was interesting is he took me on this really windy, crazy journey, sent me to a place that I wouldn't have ever chosen on my own. I had to really learn how to coach people that were not motivated, low performers, and had zero interest in coaching whatsoever, being successful at this particular place that they were. 
and I had to do this, right? And I had to start from like a level and not, will not worry about a title. This was in corporate. And like the way God moved was insane. Like he moved all their politics. He like shot me up this leadership ladder. I started like training at this company. Like he caused like this team of very low performing people to become a top team. All these people that had been there their whole life are like, who's this crazy white girl? Like what, where'd she come from? <laughs> I'm like, oh. You know what I mean? So he sent me there. He had me running a private foundation. He sent me to a place. All they had was a mission statement. And he had the president of this foundation call me and ask me if I would run it. I'm like, I think when God does something like that, you say yes. But I had no clue what I was doing, right? Not even like my background whatsoever. But I'm like, hey, if you call me to this, you're going to see me through this, right? So I had served them for eight years. The whole time I'm coaching, but God has me on this like really interesting journey to like seek out skills to prove, can I send you anywhere and you represent me well? Wow, are you that's truly awesome. going to build what I have for you? Or are you going to try to build your own thing? Because this is never about you. And I'm exactly. like, right. So like to me, whenever I hear hustle, no, it means humble, humble yourself before the Lord and he'll lift you up. Right. Cause if you don't, you're going to be humbled very soon. Oh right? yeah. And I think we cling so tightly to the thing that we think that, that he's calling us to. And we're so afraid so, I mean, I've had to put, I put network marketing down. I put coaching down. I've put everything down yes. before and yes. it's not easy to do, but you know, I, the coaching in the beginning, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm getting out. Like I, I knew that I was, I was, I was clinging too tightly to this. And I'm like, okay, I'm putting it down Lord, because I know that this isn't, you know, and yeah. it, it came back like that. I mean, it was, and it was so much bigger, brighter, better, better, bolder than I could have ever imagined, but we're so we're so hung up, you know, trying to, to cling to something because we think that it's all that we've got. And then if we just let go of what's in our hand, God's got so much more and so much better for us if we just trust. And I think that's, that's a lot of the problem is the, you know, we're wired for so many different things and we're still on this journey of, can I really trust him? Maybe not, not sure or or whatever. And I think that we kind of, get get hung up in that but you are such a plethora of of amazing information and i know that that my audience has just uh they're drooling right now just <laughs> listening to you before we go i want to ask you one more thing sure obedience to god's call mm-hmm. can be a lifelong journey mm-hmm. right how do we just stay open? I know we've kind of touched on this, but how, how do we stay open to hearing and responding to God's guidance continually? Mm-hmm. I think to me, when I think about that, so I, I never, I didn't come from a legacy with faith. I didn't have a relationship with God, right? Like I didn't have people train me up in the way I should go, cover me, protect me, none of it, right? So I think when you finally encounter God and start experiencing him as this guide, this protector, this leader, this, this entity, this person, like God is a person. Like as you start relating with God as a person and start seeing that he loves you, that he cares for you, that he's leading you, he's guiding you, he's fully supporting you. Think about that for yourself. Who are you as a a person that is guided, seen, and fully supported? Like what? 
And like that then becomes the honor and privilege of your lifetime. Like you're not just out here trying to figure things out anymore. You actually give yourself permission to have and enjoy your life. And that's the invitation. Like, okay, like you've tried to like fight and make and figure out and you did all this trying. It's like, maybe abandon that one, Yep. right? Like maybe that's not your path anymore. And what if just maybe you took God's word as truth for you that he does want you to have and enjoy your life now, right? Living exactly. from overflow in every area of your life, right? Like what might that look like? And how do you partner with him in creating those things, right? That's the invitation. Like God help me have and enjoy my life, right? Absolutely. And that starts with enjoying him and he helps you enjoy yourself. And then he helps you really create this life that flows from that. So it's just really, I think to me, Instead of making it about something that you have to figure out, make it more about what you get to partner with him in and what you get to discover and who you get to be more of every single day. Like it feels so good to be more peaceful. It feels so good to be more joyful. It feels so good to be powerful and to actually overcome these challenges that once tried to overcome you. Like it actually feels really good to progress in life and start releasing blessings, not cursing on people, right? And when you rise up and you start taking a stand, like you just get bigger, bolder, more powerful in him every day. And that becomes something that is so incredibly freeing, so inspiring and actually really fun for you. And then you start surrounding yourself with people that are on that journey too. So you actually get this whole community around you of people that can support you on that as well. So your whole life can start opening up to you. It's just, will you choose it? Choose this day who you'll serve. The things that destroy you, or the things that give you life. Choose life every single day. Stop listening to the lies. Stop That's the thing. The Stop listening to the lies and the yep. stories and all of the things that you're trying to talk yourself out of this great life that God is bringing you into. Yeah. I mean, if you spend your whole that. life talking yourself out of it, you can spend the rest of your life talking yourself into it. Exactly. You exactly. got the skill? Just translate because it. We can change it any day that we choose. That's it. Juliana, this has been... <laughs> fantastic I feel like I have known you for like my entire life this has been so good so good and I just feel like this is just the tip of the iceberg yes God put us together for something and I don't know what it is but this is this is fantastic and I know I know that my listeners are just like like I said drooling right now because this information (laughs) has been so fantastic for them so please, please, please let them know where they can find you, how they can connect with you. What is the best way for them to get a hold of you? Cause I know they're going to want to know more about you. I love, so all the books, the community, the podcast will link out of julianapage.com. So mm-hmm. the podcast is God's vibes, but you can link out of that. If you just go to julianapage.com. Perfect. Yeah. Well, thank you so, 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 thank so you. much. I'm so grateful that you came and shared with us today. And I'm looking forward to whatever else is coming down the pipe. Yes, I'm with you. <laughs> All right. Thank you so and much. That wraps up Talk another episode of the Ignite Her Soul podcast. My mission is to help you eliminate any and all mindset blocks and soul wounds that are standing in your way so that you can confidently and courageously step into the call of God for your life and set the world on fire for his glory. I really hope you loved today's episode and that it challenged you or blessed you in some way. If so, please share this with a friend you think might benefit. And I would be forever grateful if you could take 30 seconds and leave me a review over on Apple Podcasts. That way I know you're liking the show. 
I'm so grateful for you and I would love to hear from you. Come connect with me in the DMs over on Instagram at Betsy Crony or shoot me an email at ignitehersoul at gmail.com. I look forward to meeting you back here real soon for the next episode of the Ignite Her Soul podcast. Thanks for listening. Have a beautiful day and God bless.